You're listening to the TSFP, the Strange Fruit Podcast, where we kick off topics that deal with black lives on a day-to-day basis. You know, the things that you want to say, but you just dare not to say. Well, that's what we're here for. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the TSFP Podcast, the Strange Fruit Podcast. I am Bishop Green, along with my co-host, Nikki Brooks, and Adrian Neely. And we are in the building. We are in the house. We're in separate buildings right now. Now, I just want to go ahead and say real quickly that uh, uh, that uh, we're coming up close to a one-year anniversary. Plan to do something a little big. A little bigger than what we normally do. I don't know what it's going to be. We'll figure it out. But, uh, man, if y'all have not been paying attention, excuse me as I sip some of this blue Kool-Aid, hint, hint. (laughs) If y'all have been paying attention, man, this Kwame thing has gone plumb to the the moon and back. I can't keep up. But that's why I got my beautiful co-host, that they just keep me, you know, you know, abreast and just keep me afloat and uh, on these topics. Because last I heard, Kwame was just basically doing an ether, ether on uh, uh, Matt Barnes and Charlemagne the God. And Stephen and Jackson. The, the last thing I heard was Charlemagne apologizing because people from his from his country background in South Carolina was was starting to toast his ass. So anyway, man. I mean, uh, but but Adrian is getting up and having you know uh, breakfast, and then and then listening to Kwame Brown while Every he's day. drinking coffee. So I don't know, I don't Every know. Hey, don't tell me what's happening, man. But one thing about it, they should have. That's all I can they say. They really should have left him alone. We need to talk about the back. I think to understand what's going on with him, we got to understand the background of what happened with him. So Kwame Brown was the first high schooler in history not to go pro or be drafted in the first round, but to be drafted the number one draft pick. In addition to that, he was drafted by Michael Jordan. So, uh, you know, the impression on the front is this is a Jordan protege. This is, you know, uh, this is going to be some LeBron-ness, some, you know, Kobe-esque stuff. But he gets into the league, and essentially, it looks like his confidence visibly wanes. You know, it seems like the adults around him are extremely hard on him. I can remember reading an article uh, several years ago about him, uh, I believe in the Washington Post, where they interviewed him, and they were saying um, that in the article, it was talking about how he was basically 18, and although he was an athletic beast that he also didn't really know the game because he'd only played in high school so he didn't know he could the the, the things like the workouts um were uh strenuous to him um because he hadn't worked out on that level before he didn't have a lot of organized structured play like posting up and things like that uh, right. and so um anyway and that you know they fit basically 
all the men on the team and including some of the people coaching him were really like browbeating him and then they ultimately decided one actually ultimately decided to lay off of him and I gotta find an article so I can get that guy's name and essentially um, you know they could see the toll it was taking on him and stuff um, he ended up being traded but he ultimately spent like 12 years in the league or was it 13 12 years in the league yeah. made over 62 million dollars um, but since that time he has been used as this poster boy for why you don't draft high schoolers and how it's a waste. And one of the main people who did this was uh, Scalps, our, our friend Stephen A. Smith, a.k.a. Scalps. Um, <laughs> Scalps went on a paid tour and, you know, reaming into Kwame Brown over the last several years about how he is just not, um, you know, they, they talked about how much of a bust he was. For the last 20 years, everyone has talked about how this man was a bust, and we have never heard a peep out of him. Not one damn peep. Not one nary word has this man said to defend himself, has he said to talk about his career, nothing. We have not heard anything out of him. That article in the Washington Post uh, was the only thing that I've ever seen and um, he's never said anything to defend himself or to speak on, you know, on anything like that. And so, um, but players use him as an example when they talk about him. They say he has small hands and all kinds of stuff. Uh, they uh, say that he was a boy, wasn't mature enough, didn't have work ethic. I've heard lots of different things about Kwame Brown over the years. And... Um, Anyway, so I guess what happened is that on their podcast, Matt Barnes, who Kwame has now crowned Becky with the good hair, and Stephen um, Jackson, <laughs> not not Scouts, the commentator, but Stephen Jackson, who happened Ooh. to gain infamy, kind of, well, he had some. Hey man, it's too soon for this elevator music, Nikki. Yeah, I need some elevator music. He has some stuff going on, and essentially, though, he uh, he was the person that came out after George Floyd, basically saying George is my brother. You know, he's gained this infamy um, off Black Lives Mattering. He has been this spokesperson, and they put him on this podcast with Matt Barnes, who also was on. Some of his infamy comes from real uh, basketball wives and mm-hmm. his wife, uh, who he was perpetually cheating on, ended up being with his coach and is now married to the coach. Man, uh, that's Adrian's dude. That's that, that's yeah. Derek. Oh, Derek, Derek yeah. So there's you know the that Laker dude. That Laker, yeah, right? So they got yeah. on their podcast and they put their put their name in his mouth, and so did Gilbert. Um, Arenas, yeah. Arenas, yes. Basically talked about Kwame. And Kwame said, time's up. I've had enough. I'm about to pull y'all cards. And that is exactly what he did. Now, have y'all seen... Go ahead. Have you seen the episode of All the Smoke where they talk about him? Not the whole No, I did not, no. Actually, Gilbert Arenas 
assessment of the situation is not terribly negative. Um, I would disagree when you hear it from Kwame's perspective. Oh yeah, when you hear Kwame, but Gilbert he doesn't come across as negative. But he broke bro code. He totally disrespected that man and tried, and that was a low key emasculation. And in and in real life, somebody would have slapped the taste out your mouth for that. So uh, they know was, each other. Uh, I think what happened is Gilbert just happened to get caught up in the storm because Gilbert Arenas was actually his assessment of Kwame was was fair. Like for all intents and purposes, when I really listened to it, it was fair because he was like, hey, he really was an athletic beast. He was a kid. He 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 went ahead and mentioned how bad Jordan was as far as how bad Jordan was to Kwame. But he called him a show pony. Well, yeah, well, he just said that, you know, Gilbert can't help but put his foot in his mouth a little bit. But he said, basically, he looked yeah, really good. Yeah, I was going to say, Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert's going to Gilbert. You know that. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and, and Gilbert... But he did say that he was, he did give him the, the credit that he was athletic, he was country strong, and he really did tell it from both sides. It wasn't that Kwame was a bust by himself. It wasn't that, that Kwame was terrible by himself. He did say that was a lot. A lot of that, what happened to Kwame was Jordan. Jordan browbeat an 18 year old and there have been enough Michael Jordan is really not that great of a dude stories out by now that you know um, maybe one day they'll all just come out at the same time and people will quit you know cause he's everybody's GOAT except for mine Magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time I mean man he's still but my he's GOAT a, but he's, he's still my GOAT dog, dog, we know he a butthole who, who don't know Michael Jordan is is not a butthole? Yeah, and, and so yeah I think we know he's a butthole. Part of it that he's a butthole, and you know, which most people who are high achievers are, because in order for exactly. you to differentiate yourself in anything, whether it's business or athleticism, you have to almost have a very odd and peculiar, unnatural uh, yes way of doing things. Whether you right. Matthew knows right creating a Beyonce or whether you're Michael Jordan or even Kobe Bryant. You know, you have to have something different about Steve Jobs. You have to have something about you that's often different for that genius to even come out. So there's always gonna be something that is very rare that we find people that actually are likable in real life to the people that know them um, that have such high achievement. You know because what? It's impossible to be in the one percent. You know what though? Like else. Hey, going back to what Adrian said though, Nikki, I, he he is right about Gilbert. He he did give him props. I did hear a little bit of it, but the thing is, and I'm I, I'm gonna say this just cause, man. Anyway, shout out to Rockdale, Texas, man. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, country country black folks, it's just best to keep keep their name out your mouth. Because the thing is, yeah, it, 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 I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Because the thing is, they don't, they have very low tolerance for anybody to keep talking about them. Now the thing is, like Nikki said, this, this man went 12 years in the league, you know, and hell, I didn't even know he existed anymore because he been so low key. And then all of a sudden, you know, that that needle, that needle on the haystack, yeah. they found it and it and it triggered him. And it, and everybody's like, wow, he's really he's really going off on a on little no, small things. Ain't. No, no, he's it's just been it's been for the first time. You're look yeah, yeah. You're looking at the very last few incidents. You're not looking at 
from when he got into the league and being with booty hole Michael Jordan, man, it, I mean, it, coming into well, the league out of high school, you Bishop, know that was a lot. You know Bishop that was a lot. Kwame, Kwame tells, a story, tells a story that no one knew and that I believe to be 100% true. I do he too. He said that Jordan drafted him and really he was supposed to be traded for Elton uh, Brand. Elton Brand. Brand. He was supposed to, to be traded I, for him. Now that I totally believe sense. it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe. I believe it. it. That makes sense. It would have made sense during that draft, and it and that makes all the sense in the world. And of course, with Jordan being a spoiled, high level achiever, of course, and, and not a person who I never would take Jordan for a coach or mentor or anyone who can bring someone up in that way he's a high achiever i mean even in the even in the real world jordan was like i'm not a role model i don't 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 be looking at me to say nothing about riding the king or whatever you know i mean or whoever it was at the time uh with, with police brutality and stuff so i don't take him for any of that you know um but but i, I will say i will say this though Clearly, Kwame has been able to live with himself. Um, this idea that he's triggered and all of that stuff, I, I love that he came for Charlemagne the guy because Charlemagne spread out all this man business Ooh. and basically tried to act as if he was a friend and said, don't come for him. Because basically, in so many words, he said he's mentally unstable. He'll snap. Um, and now, he Kwame did, he did apologize, by the way, since then. He, yeah, he's Kwame apologized. Did. Because yeah. because people Charlemagne the guy has a really bad habit of talking out of what we call talking out the side of your neck. Well, yeah, he, he talks he's got a record. He's got a record all the time. He was groomed by a neck talker, Wendy Williams. So that is something Ooh. that he does. Period. So he needed Man. to be checked on that. And then well, and as checked. far as Gilbert Arenas and any of those guys, none of those men's character. None of them, none of their character or their public personas qualify to critique half the people they critique. And they definitely don't qualify to critique Kwame, whose life's been lived with, for the most part, upstanding character. Wow. You don't have room to critique him. Gilbert, sweetheart, you just learned how to control your temper, and we really don't know if you did. You just yeah. grew up. What are you doing on you're not goals? You know, well, actually, uh, actually, he was on he was on one of the Dan Levitar podcasts. Um, and I, I listened to it and I listened to the whole thing. And he, he basically stated that he's still a kid, you know, but it, he just knows that there's certain limitations on what he can do. Um, you know, can, so can we park I mean, on that part of what Kwame said though when he talked about how people put up but he one thing he said that struck me right now he said and i have i have said this before i am 100% believe this and when he said it i could just i could have jumped up out my seat and did a church shout at them people job because oh, <laughs> he said we are living in a time right now where white folks are afraid to to talk to 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 talk to black folks they're afraid to mess with us and meanwhile you have these black men on that podcast every day talking about black men. Now, Steven Jackson, I have a huge problem with the fact that you are riding the wave of your friend George Floyd and his death. 
yet you're exhibiting hypocrisy every day or at least every week on your podcast. God, dog. Damn. How are you about black men and black lives mattering and people like, like George Floyd, but you get your black behind on that podcast every day and you talk down? That Ugh. doesn't match. That's hypocritical. And that that and and again, and, and Matt Barnes, um, none of these men are goals. This is strict entertainment. You on the podcast. I don't even know why Matt Barnes has a podcast. What qualifies him? Uh, anybody can have a podcast, that's fine. Whatever. I'm just saying they're not goals. They're not the if if you know, is it entertaining? Is it good quality stuff? Yes, I'm just saying that. What Kwame called out should have been called out. Ugh. Why is Gilbert Arenas with all the problems? He's been problematic. My favorite word. He's been problematic <laughs> half of his career. Why on earth? You got to think about some of that. And what, you know, some of the things that Kwame called like to, um, you know, I, I, I think that Again, these are men who know each other. And I do Ugh. believe that it is quite all right when people cross the line to cuss their ass the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I got you. It's yeah. quite all right to do that. And when I cuss you out because you disrespected me or when I read you your rights just right. because I've been quiet, don't say I'm unstable. Right, 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 right. Because to shut, to shut me up. Right. Calling you out. Don't, don't, exactly. don't, don't try to see. You came up in the room and you came up in the kitchen and you said and you start trying to cook and take stuff out the fridge. And now that we cooking, don't tell, don't tell me you're not hungry. Now you hungry? Sit down and eat. Right. Just go and take right. this meal. I'm about to cook all this food you took out before it spoils. Come on. And I that's mean, what the problem I have. Here the deal. I, I understand why you know um, you would say that he's a bust, you know, because you would think number one draft, but people weren't really looking at the full scale. Okay, again, he's coming straight from high school, teaming up with Michael Jordan, the ball hog. He didn't stand a chance, and then, like you say, he finally dropped the bomb and said, "Hey, he was supposed to be traded anyway." Okay. So you got mm-hmm. that going on, but I mean, he's not really a bust when you think about how much money he's made and how long he was in the league. I didn't know he was 12 years in the league. Yeah. Now, now the only thing I can fault him on, Adrian, and you're going to like this part, was he was giving, he was trying to take credit for um, Kobe Bryant. Rest, his, rest in peace, rest his soul. He was trying to take uh, credit for Kobe Bryant's 81 points. <laughs> yeah, he probably, he probably talk about, talk about, did you talk about, did he you see the pics? His screens, his screens. Did you see the pics and the screens I was giving? Come on, man. He probably should have stopped, stopped before he got to that point. I'm so, sorry. And my Come thing on, is, man. Like, Come on, man. Point, you make a good point. About, well, there's several good points. So first and foremost, Stephen Jackson for you know he, he supposedly knew george floyd when george floyd lived in houston or port arthur yeah. and, and and um it's it's like um be- before the george floyd stuff let's talk about who steve what steven jackson had done in the league because there are 
in the same podcast, you can listen to players who wanted Steve J- Stephen Jackson to come over to their team, and he was getting in fights and bars and and doing all that stuff, and was one of the original pieces of the malice in the palace. Uh, <laughs> Steve <laughs> Stephen Jackson has a, a rep as kind of like this, you know, uh, trying real hard to be about them streets, and. and yeah, I appreciated him. I appreciated him on the San Antonio Spurs team, though, man. He yeah, yeah, he had I mean, that grit for us. I, nobody, I, I, hey, we nobody, should have kept him. Nobody will will fault his 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 ability to play the game, but he has a lot of. Stephen Jackson was not like a a, a character, you know. He, he's not somebody you want to be a role model um, when he was in the league, and not that anybody has to be. But he wasn't. He wasn't this great dude. He, he didn't have a reputation as a great dude. He had quit on a few teams. Um, he's just not that dude. Secondly, um, Kwame Brown, as you stated, had a 10, 12 career, uh, a year career in the league. Like 12 years. The people, uh, um, there are very few people. Like the NBA is less less than 1% of less. basketball players less. make it less to the than NBA. One. And, and 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 people who look at somebody like Kwame Brown or or I remember when I, I used to hear this all the time when people look at Jeremy Lin, I guess because they figure since he's Asian, he couldn't possibly ball the way he does without there being some NBA conspiracy to get more Asian people to watch basketball. But that's just not true. Like, no, um, as someone who has who was a decent basketball player and could hold my own. And who had who had a, a tiny cup of coffee, a very tiny cup of coffee, playing college basketball, and played against people who actually then went on to have a cup of coffee in the NBA. Like whenever I hear somebody talk about, like I and I used to do it every summer. I used to play against dudes who had been to the league because they would all come back, you know, and play at this gym that was kind of I won't say it was invitation only, but it was like no, not everybody knew about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. about these runs, you weren't just telling everybody because they didn't want everybody coming in to try to play. But uh-huh. like, it was it was a high level of basketball, right? And there were there were dudes who were pros in Europe and dudes who were pros, you know, who had played pro in 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 other places, you know. And you get the occasional dude who who's playing who had played or was playing in the NBA, right? Right. So, so when people kind of just casually dismiss this, like it's something if you just work hard enough and you dedicate this and dedicate that and do this and that and you make it. No, it's no small feat. It is literally an anomaly. If you are a professional athlete in any sense, even in the D leagues, you are an anomaly. That dude on the end of the bench who doesn't see action will go to any court in the nation and play annihilate with, you all play with high level players. This that's is true. This that's is, this is true. People, that's the thing that people ignore. Not yeah. just they go to just any regular court in the nation. They will yeah. go to a run that's that right. is, that is like, Oh, everybody here is supposed to be pretty good. Right, man. You know, I know you're right. Adrian. It's supposed yep. to be pretty good. And, not only that, but they will play at 80%. And, and annihilate destroy, everyone. And, 
and when they feel like it. That's the thing. Every time I played against a pro, it's the same thing. You know, they're not gonna get hurt for some dude who thinks if I hang with this dude, I can be in the league too. Oh, oh, definitely right. not. So they show oh, definitely up not. And they go, they go about eighty percent. It's like it's like the way people jog. That's what they consider going to a I'm run. I'm telling you, dude. In, in other words, they be half-assing it out there. Yeah, I'm going to go to this run. And I'm they gonna annihilate get... you. And yeah, and destroy you. And you don't have hope of man. Being... That's the other part. Man, like, man Chris, can, I, like, can, can, I tell you, can I tell you about my Chris Clack story? Chris oh, Clack. I know it's a good story, too, because uh, Chris Clack, uh, yeah. Man, let me tell you what. Down there at Givens Park in Austin, Texas, I'm going to tell you right now, man. Now I wasn't on the court because I couldn't. I couldn't even see the court. I wasn't no good. I couldn't play. I still can't play. Okay, I'm old, but I, I was young then. I couldn't play, so I'm not gonna sit here out here in front. But when I tell you, I'm sitting out there in these bleachers and I'm watching this game, and I see this dude with these All American McDonald All Star shorts on, and I knew right then, oh shit, dude. I said, oh shit, that's somebody. I don't know who he is. All of a sudden, I start to hear the girls, Chris, Chris. I'm just like, what the who? Who's Chris? Man, this dude is just crossing over people. But like you say, he's not really putting effort into it. You could tell. And he was killing him. Man, now, said all this to say this. When he got to Miami Heat, I don't think he lasted, what, a year or two? No, he really, he was a Celtic. And he wasn't, and he, yeah, yeah, and he wasn't a starter. Mm-mm. But I'm telling you, the dude was killing folks. So mm-hmm. I know you're telling the truth. Dog, he was dunking on folks. And I mean, but he wasn't really trying. You could tell. You know. And, I but mean, but any, anytime you see a kid with the McDonald All-Star short tone, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, they ain't just giving them away. Them them dudes got some potential, and it is what it is. But no, nah, man, go ahead, Adrian. I, I, you know, I just had to, no, 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 I had to get in saying, with that. You're you know. exactly right. Like, when you see these dudes, like, people talk like, well, if he in the league, I can be in the league. No, you really. No, you can't, son. You really, no, you can't, like, hun. super can't. Like, you, you're you really not can. that dude. You're not. These dudes who are in the league are able to, to they, they, will, they will hurt you. They will destroy you, and they'll make you feel bad. And, I mean, if you go in there with that attitude, because... These dudes are head and shoulders better than because they're part of that less than one percent. Like it's less yeah. than one percent, and I think we don't really understand the power and the magnitude of numbers because we just don't understand just how many people there literally are in the world. We don't understand statistics. You know, we think one in a hundred. You know what I'm saying, or ten out of a hundred. You know, what I mean? we we don't think about those numbers like that. And again, you know what? It's less than one percent, and I I there is no way, there is no way. Exceptional is exception for a reason because average is the law. So, yeah. You know what? You know what though? There's there's one thing we're both we're all missing something on, and there was one part where he talked about his upbringing, but like his father. And how rough his father was on him, and basically how he came into the league virtually, he said, without shoes. There was a time in his life where he didn't even have shoes on his feet. This boy had a very well, this man now had a very rough childhood. He didn't have a cake childhood. He said, Why y'all sit over here talking about I should have acted this way and done this? 
He said, y'all didn't understand. Shit, man, I ain't, gonna, I ain't about to mess up my money. I just made it to this league. You think I'm going to do this because you 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 think I ought to uh, keep my reputation up? Man, please, you know, bump y'all. I'm sitting up here trying to make this money because right. what, he, what he understood. Now, one thing you can't talk about him where I would not call him a bust on, he understood my average is going to be one to three years because that is the average in yeah. the NBA. Three years. You got three years to ball out. Anything above that means you're doing something. I mean, I don't care how you look at it. He, right. he, was, on, he was on somebody's roster getting a mm-hmm. paycheck. And if you can call him a bust, then what the hell you – I know this is a different sport, but what the hell you call Tim Tebow? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'd have made, Christ- made some Christians mad now. Right. Anyway. Fake Christians. Fake uh, for real. I mean, so what you call Tim Tebow? He ain't done nothing. But yet and still, he didn't got offered a tight end position. Unqualified. Because he couldn't play quarterback. Because he couldn't play Come, quarterback. Because this is his old college coach. <clears throat> let's call it for what it is. But anyway, let's get back on Kwame. I don't want to I don't want to change topics uh just yet. So anyway, um, that's just what I want to say on, on, on the matter, man. He came from a very rough childhood and people are you know doubting this dude so now he cussing and just straight smoking folks man he's he's straight smoking people you can tell he kept the receipts nikki yeah he kept those receipts for years yes i don't know if he kept receipts or if he just opened up his mouth and told the truth well shit he got a memory like an elephant i know that i think he just told the truth it's just like okay it's no need to speak. Some some of us, like some people, you know, you're you're confident. You don't need to speak on certain things, right? Okay, we all knew growing up, especially by the time you got to college, the people that bragged about all the stuff that they were doing nine times out of ten, either was so brand new to it or wasn't doing it at all. The ones that was quiet as kept, that's who was doing what <laughs> what everybody else was bragging about. Yeah, they were keeping that's it real. quiet as kept. That's, That's real. just what adults do. That is what people do that are discreet and who have wisdom. That's what they do. They don't have to go out and talk junk because they learn, they know what they're doing, period. And I just think that like another, he's probably was satisfied with, I know the truth. Mm. Why do I care when I'm out here? I, my life is my life. The purpose of it is not about what scalps gets on the NCA circuit and says about me at a press conference. My life is how can I better it and stay out of prison and make it better for my mom. One quote in that article, when um the, the person that interviewed him said, asked him about growing up and how it was, he said, well, for me, it actually was easy because I had real life examples with my older brothers just don't do what they did. Mm. Do the opposite of what they did, and you'll be all right. Because everything they did, they went to prison. Wow. And so, you know, he just didn't do what they did. There you go. There you so, go. Um, I mean, you know, I, I just think that at the end of the day, a lot of those dudes, you know, did something that in just in man code is really considered what y'all would call bitch moves. 
in man code, they were talking out the side of their neck. In man code, mm. in regular, regular, regular man code that you express on, the, you know, just with your boys and with people that you know, they broke bro code. They're breaking it in the name of their podcast. They keeping his name in their mouth and they know him personally. And on top of that, some of them have not just knowing him personally, but personal interactions. Like, dude, you might you you may not be my boy. Like, we may not hang out every day, but we was coworkers. Or like I said, we was on the same team. And like he said, it's a fraternity. So some stuff is just quiet as kept. I'm not mm-hmm. blasting you. Keep my name out your mouth. Okay, you got my name in your mouth and you're going to go along to get along? Catch mm. this truth. Either catch this truth or catch this beat down. Which one you want? <laughs> well, it sounds like he got a whole lot of lot of uh, skeletons to, to release out of everybody else's closet. I can tell you that, man. One thing about it. Is there anything else y'all want to add to it before we oh, move good. on to, uh, to Adrian's favorite topic? I want to say one more thing, and I just – like it was the way that Kwame, not Kwame Brown, Stephen Jackson approached it. If y'all, uh, uh, if we return to the episode, if y'all get a chance, watch it. Watch how he kind of like Gilbert is is probably ready to move on. If you get that vibe, like Gilbert's ready to move on. He said his piece, and 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 Stephen Jackson is like being real. He's he's oh you mean uh he's uh, uh who is it uh uh. uh Becky with the good hair, because I, I, I'm forgetting, I'm brain farting on the name uh, real quick. <laughs> Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes. Yeah, Matt Barnes said that he's the best number one pick in the world, didn't you, Matt? And then Matt's like, I didn't say nothing. And they joke, you know. And then even the interview that really sparked it was because they were talking to one of the female anchors. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Rachel Nichols. I forget who it was. They were talking to her, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then uh, they mentioned that Kwame was traded. Uh, there was a trade for Kwame and another player who I'm brain farting on also. And they said that what well, really was just, oh, I think it was Paul, Paul Gasol. And they were like, really, it was just a trade for Paul Gasol. You know, it was just a trade for, you know, yeah, there, yeah. there was one, there was one man trade. So they had a lot to say uh, early. They, they That was two episodes worth of them just like going in for no real reason because Matt no, Martin – he he was a serviceable player who who shot some threes and played defense. Like he wasn't a superstar. People brought him in to shoot threes and play defense, and it was like, oh, uh, like the the way they bring him up is kind of hoish. Like if if we're really oh, oh it's, it it's very it hoish. It's way, very hoish. It Not kind of very much so. Yeah. So and, so and Kwame you know, and Kwame called that out. It's yeah. Some, he, it's some. He, it's some. Yeah. They some hands. They some hands. He, Now, now, yeah. now, Kwame used some colorism terms. He he, he went straight to the uh, to the breeds type of yeah. thing. That's how I knew right then. Okay, this, this country. Is country. I knew right yeah. then. I knew right then. And anytime, let me tell you, let me hip y'all some, my listeners. If, if y'all don't know country people, if they start using boy, okay, you, you might want to listen to the tone of boy, okay? If they start using that with some with some with some um, it ain't no good. It ain't yeah. no good. It's about to pop. So you know. Anyway, anyway, you know. I don't know who's listening to the podcast, but hey, hopefully I helped you out so you don't get your ass whooped by right. a country dude. 
Because if he starts saying boy, black or white, it don't matter. If he starts saying boy, it's going to pop. That's a good point about <laughs> country dudes, like country, because country folks really are about colorism. I ain't gonna lie. Man, I, I yeah. Uh, went to community, went to a junior college uh, for two years in the country, and oh my gosh, like I mean, um, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm beautiful, and I also don't feel like I'm the ugliest dude on the planet. But boy, just me, I, there were several references to me, my darkness. And I, I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm medium brown. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> not red, but I'm not blue black. I'm kind of like right on that darkness scale. I'm, I'm right at this regular. Bl- I'm Hershey brown. I'm, I'm y'all, 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 y'all do know that this is a whole nother podcast. Oh yeah, it is. A, it okay, is. but I'm, a, I'm gonna let you go ahead. Go ahead. How about maybe Did a Hershey. I'm Hershey chocolate bar brown. Like in proper life, so it is like it is. It's like, but when I went to the country, you would swear that I stepped straight up out of a tar pit and and walked onto land like some creature from the, the bottom of the, the deepest depths of center of the earth or something. It was like, mm. I'm, you know, mm. and, and that really was because I had a light skinned friend, and a lot of young ladies would mention. That you know, and if and if they mentioned if they said that I was cute, I was cute to be so dark. Mm. I got that. Yeah. I got that a ton. You cute to be dark, and can I just be cute to be cute? You Damn. Know? No, because got, you, no, you can't. Because I am mm. dark, like, and and I had never really experienced it on that level from black people previously like i had never really seen it like that man that is the reason why i love wesley snipes and tyrese back in the day because they put us back on the map hot damn it but you you know know, i was so yeah is is even when then they uh, failed us I had yeah, they did. They, they let us down. They let us down. Come on, Nikki. Nikki, let me have let me have my moment, man. But you know my thing about that even is I remember um a girl a girl Ooh, saying guys in right now. And I'm like, why we gotta be in? Like I'm not a pet rock or or, <laughs> or like you know what I mean? Like we are fad, like we jams. Like black dudes are jams, dark dudes are jams. Like we're we're a fad. Like we're in at the moment. Like everybody, please excuse the pet rock uh, emphasis and the uh, the reference there. Adrian just had a birthday just a couple of days ago, and so you know when you're going through changes, you know you start to, you start to re- you start to reflect. You know. By the way, Adrian, Adrian, you didn't you didn't like my happy birthday song I sung you, man? Man, that was the most. Wow. Get the music ready. Oh, <laughs> wow. Go ahead, get the music ready. Uh, I just think I, those references would come out anyway, because I just thought about that. She was like, black guy, dark guys are in right now. I was like, in? Like, I'm not a shirt. You know, I'm not I'm not a fashion trend. Like, I'm, I'm a person. So it, <laughs> that. So when you said, when y'all said that about country people, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it was, I had never experienced that. You think about that there are ways oh. in which I feel like I'm, I grew up pretty worldly oh. wise in ways yeah. which I feel like I was extremely sheltered and that was not something I had really experienced well, on that well Nikki you grew up around Mississippi hell I know you know yeah. oh I my mean, god I, yeah I mean for me it was you know that's a way of of life you know colorism was very real um, you know colorism was real just as real as racism was um, 
yeah. I shared on uh, LinkedIn today. Um, today is like a year ago today. I had a reflection. My memories come up. So day before today, a year ago, was when Amy Cooper was deemed Central Park Amy because she weaponized her white privilege against this man um, in Central Park who had told her her dog couldn't be in a certain area. Mm. And she was calling the police and, you know, African-American man, you know, that thing. And um, one of the things that I reflected on amongst some of what I shared was last year was that um, I shared this thing and I used the word Negro a lot because I said essentially this woman, um, it was, a, you know, a Negro was out of place. And there are a lot of people who just there are lots of people in the world who for them cannot handle Negroes outshining them, Negroes telling them what to do, Negroes outperforming them, or Negro, or even the thought of a Negro out of place. And so what they do is they immediately make sure that Negro pays to get back into place. And I explained the reason I use the word Negro is because Central Park Amy just gave me like all those vibes that I, not even vibes, just straight up things in Mississippi, like going to Mac Ray's. In, in Jackson with my uh grandmother and you know the white lady saying that I was a a, a smart and astute little colored gal you know oh, wow. well taken care of you know and my grandmother wow. yeah but, but here, here's the real wow factor my grandmother who was a frequent shopper there by name had a huge Mac Ray's card limit these people knew her by name um but my grandmother saying, you know, baby, white folks don't mean no harm. You just got to let them go. Okay. You know, um, things like, you know, the word, um, the oh word. Oh, my God. Yeah, the word negra being used a lot. Yeah. <sighs> Not negro, but negra. The negra word, you know. Um, Man. And just, uh, you know, that's the reality in Mississippi that I grew up with. My grandmother's sister, you know, I, I've told you guys the story before. Clean white folks' houses for a living. That's what we called it. We couldn't go into her employer's driveway. You know, um, we Ooh. picked her up every Monday and Wednesday. Wait a minute. Before. Wait a minute. Stop. Nikki, I need you to do a side note. I want to hear just about that on a different podcast. We're going to side note that one because that's a whole nother story. I Definitely. know it is. I, I felt it right there. That's a whole nother story. But go go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I'm interrupting. Well, no, no, but. that's good. And you know, Bishop, these stories deserve to be told because you know, a lot of our a lot of our experience in America as black people has been muted because we've not been allowed to talk about it openly for fear of of kind of retribution or have basically when you talk about stuff out loud, then it messes with your jobs. So you can't get paid. Yep. So we be quiet oh. because we want to eat. Right. I mean, that's right. just the bottom line. You don't right. nobody wants to get fired because of the R word. You know, so wow. and, and I think what has happened in the last year with George Floyd is that some of that has lifted um in certain places. There's a little more room for us to like now we don't have to say if you don't want to you don't have to say well people of color people of color you can straight up say black women black men like you know there's there's something that's been taken off that has allowed us to be a little bit more free of and tell the truth a little bit more but you know we still got to move with wisdom and stuff so yeah um yeah. 
Anyway, I mean, I we we I think I've sidetracked us a, a, a little. No, 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 no. That no. that no, no, no. That was me. I'll take full blame because I said Kwame uh, used some colorism, and you can always tell yes. a country person because they use colorism often. That's so I've been it. hey, and, I'm still yeah. I believe to some degree is truth. To some oh, degree, listen. I went through yeah. I went through 15 years in Rockdale, Texas. It is true. It, Trust it me. The way their their experience is. Trust me. Reality is that I know we like to be real political. They gonna they gonna let you know like like Adrian said they gonna let you know if you dark or you light. It's gonna come out. They gonna and, tell and you. The thing, and they the gonna reason, tell you. The reason it's so prevalent is because in a lot of country places you are literally treated that way. It is a currency. I mean, it is like literally a currency. So, so even if they wanted to, even if people wanted to disassociate from colorism or and or racism, they can't because they're living in the reality of it, shadowing over their lives all the time. So, man, like, wow, that's deep. You know, it, it's that's a, deep. it's um, it's a currency. Going to school in Mississippi, uh, in Clinton, uh, in the school district, the the predominantly white school district that I went uh, went to school in. Uh man, I I have never in my life had more experiences of um of being pigeonholed for um and and being not preferred because I was dark skinned. I was really smart, you know, um, but I wasn't preferred. Wow. And that that was um, you know, that's probably where if I had any kind of hangups within myself growing up about you know being pretty or being this or just whatever for a dark-skinned girl the majority of it came well i could probably it's a combination in texas too but both of those it there that combined going to school in baytown texas and going to school in clinton mississippi definitely was um and being the exceptional negro in both places was definitely in uh shaped some some um some things definitely shape some things and and some silent truths that it's very difficult for me to to say you can't pay me to believe they ain't true because mm. they've been the truth period mm. so yeah you know I, I think when people think opposite of that traditionally they've been the exception things are changing now but traditionally yeah I mean proximity to from a color perspective, proximity to whiteness is currency, and um, it's a currency that pays for Matt Barnes, in my opinion. Um, I think it's a currency that that uh, it we see it in the entertainment world all the time. It's just now starting to shift and change, though. Uh. Well, speaking of that. Um, yesterday was a one-year mark of uh, George Floyd's death, and President Biden, just on a side note, had a meeting with the family of George Floyd <clears throat> and basically asked, you know, to some degree, uh, what's changed? And I'll be mm -hmm. honest with you, I'm going to keep it real. Not a hot damn thing. Ain't a damn thing changed. And let me tell you something. I put it on my page, on my personal page, and I stated this. I said, fake allies, they will give you trinkets. They will give you empty promises. They will give you uh, uh, symbols 
of progress. But they're hey, but they'll never give you equity. They'll never give you equality. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. But anyway, that's a side note. Just clip that. We know where we where we stand on that. Hey guys, I think we need to go on and just um, I guess pivot for a minute. Pivot to uh, maybe Adrian's uh, favorite topic. Uh, Adrian, you want to go on and say it? <laughs> Which one? I have I have so many topics. I, I mean I mean man, the one that uh, man, the one when we warmed up. You know what? <laughs> come on, you know the one that that you said, right? We talked about so many. No, things. we talked about. Oh my so God, many Professor Tex! Professor oh, Tex! Oh. Yeah, man. Professor Tex, do you? We don't want to talk about that. I wish somebody yeah, would wheel that fool down Congress, man. I wish. I wish. I wish. I really do wish somebody just wheel that fool down Congress. Okay. Maybe. Let me let let me say this for y'all because right now y'all have very delicate jobs. Mine somehow is one that I can I can go through and you know make it. <laughs> and still say what I got to say. Man, bottom line is, four weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, four weeks ago, it all started, okay? First, they go in there and they start doing voter restriction laws. You can't do drive-through voting. We're going to shorten the times and hours of these voting booths. Hey, by the way, I've already done some done some bamboozling on last year. I made it where all of the counties only have one million, you know, voter ballot. Booth. Yeah. Only one. Only one. Harris County has one. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So that happened. Then they moved into, I may have the order wrong here, but then they moved into uh, basically uh, abortion laws where now all of these white men sitting down there in Austin, Texas, and they passing this shit at night, if you ain't noticed. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so now they saying six weeks, if you if you have a baby at six weeks old, it is now illegal to have an abortion. Well, hell, if you have a period that's two weeks late, you are already screwed. And never mind if you are unable to feed this child, if you were having an affair, and don't blame the woman, the man is just as much at fault with that too. Just um, let me go. I mean, yeah. I mean, man, let's just put it out there. It takes two, right? Anyway, anyway, bottom line is all these white men made a rule and made it illegal. And black folks know very much what that's about. Just because it's a law don't mean it's right. Okay? But here it is. They done went in here and Jim Crow won against women, basically. And saying, hey, you have an abortion at six weeks. That's illegal. Well, now all you're going to do is create black market for abortions or uh, a lot of suicides is getting ready to happen. Mark my words. But anyway, they did yeah, that. It is, um, you know, as a woman, I have such a huge problem with this antiquated, you know, misogynistic law. Uh, you know, men do not carry babies. Men do not have periods. Men do not um, have their lives stopped by pregnancy. Men do not die from childbirth. Men do not die from pregnancy. I we do not have postpartum. You do not have postpartum depression. You do not have strokes 
that come from pregnancy. You do not have preeclampsia. You do not have gestational diabetes. Um, and again, you're not dying from childbirth. And you are not... Um, and so I just... I take issue with... Um, the this uh, and, here, and here's the other reason I really take issue beyond the men trying to control a woman's body. Okay, you say that you're doing this because you love unborns. Well, that's hypocrisy because where does the compassion for the unborn disappears the minute they hit the earth? Because then you don't want to give them a free can of milk. You claim that they oh. are the government's teeth at that point. So come on me, now, how how can you love? The unborn whom you don't know about and cannot see, but you won't feed the newborn that you see every day. Hell, you won't even feed the damn veterans. It doesn't translate. And see, even in the now we going if we're gonna get biblical, because they want this is all supposed to be biblical Christian principles because we are Christian, we are Christian nation, and this is what this is driven by. God said in the Bible, How can you love me? How can you love, you don't love your brother who you can see. Wait a minute. How can you love me whom you cannot see when you cannot love your brother who you see every day? God, though. Now, that is the same thing when it comes to, let's just put that in. It's the principle. He laid out a law. He basically says, you don't love me. You're lying. So, because you, you can't love me who you don't see. God. When you can't love who you see every day. So you can't have all this love for the unborn that when you don't love the newborns. Come on now. You don't love the newborns. You let them die of hunger. You say that they're, you don't care. You don't want them to have free lunch. You say that they're um, uneducated. You build prisons for them when they're eight years old. Instead of teaching them how to read and do math, you build a prison. You don't love and, and make money off of them and make money off of them and make money off of them. So I'm saying, where is this energy and this love real. for the unborn? Why is it not translating to support of, you know, of it's not translating to that. And then as a woman, my very main bottom line reason, take all the Christianity stuff out, take everything else out. And I got two bottom line reasons that would stop all this, this unwanted pregnancy and stop abortion. Number one, vasectomies. Come on now. Men can impregnate more women than women can have babies. Come on now. Let, they're reversible. They're not as damaging as it is for us, vasectomies. The second thing is tubes being tied and allowing women to tie their tubes when they have not had children. The majority of doctors in America, it is still best practice if you are under the age of 31 that, or you have not had two children and you need to have your husband's consent if you are married, they will not allow you to tie your tubes. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Nikki, Nikki, say that, say that one more time. Say right, that one so more time. If you have not had two children, not one, but two children, your uh, they will not tie your tubes. There are exceptions to this rule, but I'm saying an overall best practice. When somebody finds a doctor that does opposite of this, it's spread like contraband, right? So anyway, these are the general rules. If you are married and you have only had a one child, if you're married and you've only had one child, you need your husband's written consent to have your tubes tied. 
if you have not had two children. If you are under the age of 31 and you are unmarried and you don't have kids or don't have at least two children, your tubes cannot be tied. Adrian, did you know that? I can't say that I did. I may have heard that before because I remember there being some controversy over, you know, what a woman could do with her body after pregnancy. If you you are a 22-year-old who says, I don't want children... Good luck finding a doctor to tie your tubes. They're not going to do it. That's just and that's they're not going to do it. What they what they do is they it the the medical community polices the potential of regret. Well, you haven't had any children yet. You're not married. What if you change your mind? Most doctors will not tie your tubes until you have had two kids, unless you are over the age of thirty-one. Well, hold that thought. Hold that thought. The other two things that I was going to say within these last four weeks, real quick. The other one is is blocking and oppressing. It ain't even partial. It's fully oppressing educators or teachers in classrooms from discussing racism. racism. Yep. And you can't even discuss it like it doesn't exist. And that you know what? To me, that to me sickens me to my stomach. But I'm gonna let Nikki take back over. It, it, and the last is, one, and the last yeah, and the last one, real quick. They're about to pass a full bill, a full law. They're going to make it a law because Greg Abbott's already confirmed he's going to sign it. Just get it to his desk. This fool is going to allow everybody, every Texan, to carry a a, a gun without training or a license. That, That includes mental health people. People with mental mental health issues. But go ahead, Nikki. Let's let's continue on speaking on this abortion thing because that, that that's real important. Um, again, I I didn't want to interrupt, you know, but I just wanted to bring that back out. These are the things that's happened in the last four weeks. But back on this abortion, it just ain't right. Bottom line is, it's never gonna be right for a man to decide what to do with women's bodies. I guarantee you. That's right. That if it was reversed, man, we would be, man, we would be, hey, let's just put it this way. Some furniture would, would be uh, moving straight Again, up. Again, if you just straight wanted up. to have the conversation about snipping, if you just have the conversation about. I mean, Nikki, Nikki, I'm opposed to it. Shift. I'm opposed to that. I'm opposed uh, to that. You know, Bishop, and my, I was married with two high risk pregnancies. Um, it was like moving mountains to get my tubes tied, and I did not get them tied. I ended up having a third very high-risk pregnancy. Wow. That uh, they that it was so bad with four and a half months, they wanted to, but my doctor said, you're spilling ketones. If we do not, uh, if your health does not improve and turn around, I'll be forced to perform a therapeutic abortion because the, the, the baby is like a parasite on you. So, um, I mean, and, and, you know, so again, I just, I have, I take issue with it. Meanwhile, my husband was able to get a vasectomy. No questions asked. Yeah. None wow. Wow. Just like, you know, they don't, are you married? Was does your wife care? No. Meanwhile, with me, it was moving mountains. I have a friend in Louisiana. Wow. Uh, was married. She is, was 29. She's divorced now, but at 29, she was trying her best. She was trying to leave her husband, who was crazy. 
but she also was trying to get her tubes tied um because her husband was actually really crazy for real um and uh she couldn't do it without his written consent couldn't do it without wow. his written consent her doctor would not even consider it until she got like 28 or 29 um but at that time once she did get old enough without having the kids she still couldn't do it without written consent and she was trying to get to baytown because we had the name of a doctor here who someone said had performed it had performed a tubal ligation on a girl a, a girl who was married who'd only had one child so she was trying to get in to get a consultation with this doctor wow and um but yeah it's if you if that were if if the right to tie your tubes was protected and allowed um that as well would end a lot of unwanted uh pregnancies and 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 would solve any quote-unquote abortion issues that you have if you gave women the true right to choose as opposed to reducing them to second-class citizens who are only good enough to be incubators right you know what kills me the most though nikki women that support that yeah women that support that i just in the sunken place i i don't get it is it is that like closely associated with stockholm syndrome I mean, is it because maybe you're older and you're not going to have any more kids? You know, you've already had your kids. You're, I think you're it's good. the women do that. That's that's the same reason. It's the same dynamic that presents what we call coons, right? Woo! Done. It's the same dynamic. Done. Cue the music. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, the thing is, is the thing is so wild about all these decisions that are being made is these dudes all over the country are making decisions that 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 um adversely affect their constituency like 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 the one the the, the thing that's been getting me is is this talk that that people don't want to work that people don't oh, want to yeah. work. here we go but here we go if you like, like and, and then, but the thing is that you will hear this parroted. My friend, as a matter of fact, I was talking to a friend, a white friend, uh, today, and she was like, she was in the store, and this dude, she was in Staples of all places, and the dude was like, Well, you know, ink's about to go up because these uh people can't because they can't afford to keep these places open because people don't want to work. And and so common sense would tell you that. Somebody's been been busting their hump because wait, waiters and waitresses, and and bus boys and people who, excuse me, if you heard that burp on the air, do those kind of jobs. <laughs> do those kind of jobs. They, it is a beat down, and they don't even get paid minimum wage. And no, they don't. They, it, it is. It is probably just the you know. It's just like, like, and it's real work. It's hard work. It's un. It's thankless work. It is, you know, people. You know what? It takes a special person to work that job, especially on Sundays when Christians just get out of church and talking about blood. being humble and showing love. And then we show up to these god dog restaurants and treating these waitresses and waiters like shit. Bad Bottom man. line. Bad Seriously. And, and Seriously. You know, it's, true. it's true because people people do this kind of stuff all the time. And so you got people who during the pandemic, what it did for a lot of people is open their eyes and be like, no, this is 
you know, I'm making more on unemployment. I can actually, what, what really hits them is, wait a minute, I can support myself and my family on this unemployment. Like this unemployment, these benefits, this, this you know, these stimuli, because <laughs> that was more than one stimulus package, so I would call them stimuli. Mm-hmm. These, these, these packages have allowed me to do, and that, the packages aren't even that great. Truth being told, I mean, like the first one, $1,200, and I'm not going to shake a stick at it. You know, hey, $1,200, $1,200. But if we think about it, if, if you had a job that made $1,200 a month, you'd be like, oh, I got to do something else, right? So let's not pretend like $1,200 just goes as far as it did in like 1922. Like, let's 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 quit playing. But, you That's know, right. like, oh, these people don't want to work. No, these people don't want to work for the trash wages that they were getting. And then, yeah. so the other funny thing about that is, is then these places can't operate, so they end up to incentivize bringing people in. They raise their wages anyway. Which, yes, which, which means you could have done that early, done the right thing, and then don't want to hire the people that left. Don't want to give that wage to the people that left. They want to give that wage to a brand new group of people. But and and another thing, one more thing before. So so the other thing is. This stuff happens so much, and then people somehow these people are so into whatever politician hates the same people they hate because that's really if we're if we boil it down to it, you only like these politicians because they hate who you hate because there's say, nothing, man, say that no, 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 Adrian, say that again, say that again. Nothing that these people are doing for you besides hating who you hate and making you feel emboldened to treat somebody else bad and making you feel. Like your problems aren't your problems because of you. Your problems are your problems because of black people, gay people, Mexican people. Your problems are, are, your, are your problems because of of these people. So it is mm. really weird because on the surface, it, it, even if if you were to separate, like if you were to just say take away Democrat and Republican, take away both of them, and just look at. What just just look at the people's decisions. Look at these decisions. Don't look at anything else. Don't look at Democrat. Don't look at Republican. Take just wipe the slate clean. All that. We're just talking about people, and we're talking about people whose decisions affect you in a certain way. If somebody told me you have to go to work, if if, if like in the case of in in the case of a uh, wheel of fortune, like his he can't. He's telling you that you have to go to work. After a certain period of time, because and not because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Maybe we've had yes, we, we are. Cases, but we're still yeah. Yes, we are. And, and we we don't are still in a pandemic. pandemic. And, Come and on, we now. don't even really know the like like how long the vaccines are effective. The vaccines have proven to be relatively effective. six months. Six months. Yeah. So we don't. So then we're gonna have to go get shot up again, right? And, and by the way, and by the way, just because you had the vaccine. Does not mean you cannot contract it. In some cases, they say it's about ninety-five percent effective. But if you had the Johnson and Johnson, it seemed like about twelve percent. Who knows? Like that. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna do this with y'all, man. I'm but, not. No, I mean, but it's just it's just like real. But not, you imagine this dude is saying we're not gonna accept any more benefits after this period of time, basically forcing you to go back to work. Not because people are demanding, like, hey, I want to go back to work. It's because these greedy CEOs want to make it work. They well, they like we want these because we well, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it first. He's running for president. Now you better know that. 
He's yeah, doing all this cool. shit so that he can get folks in line with all that he got passed. But you know, and this is only to please yeah, he's his constituents. Oh, he's trumping. He's straight taking Trump cards, Nikki. Well, well, and DeSantis. You know what the issue he and DeSantis. Oh, go ahead, Adrian. Oh, no, no, I'm just saying he and DeSantis. It's a bunch of them running. And then all this election integrity. Like, the thing about election integrity is you weren't bothered about this when your guy won. Then it was a witch hunt. Then all these, these the same, this election integrity, all of a sudden you lose. And then you know it's a lie. You haven't been able to prove it. You went to court to prove it. Everybody who's, everybody who's smart, like when they go to court and they argue these cases, they don't argue on the case that you lost the election. They argue they argue something completely different than even other uh, when you win a case, it's based on the premise that nobody, no reasonable person would believe the things you're saying, so you can't, that, that's, that's the defense they always use when somebody sues them for defamation or slander. Like, like so it's just, and you can see all these things and you, I, I know people who still believe, you know, the election was stolen, who still believe we're going to be controlled, whatever that means. Like, yeah, I, whatever I, that means. Said that to me. Like, <laughs> well, well, you'll see, we will be controlled. It's like, mm, no, I don't think so. I'm fine. Like, wearing a mask is not yeah. controlled. Wearing a mask is, is, is you, Mr. Super Christian, should believe um, just taking care of your fellow man because this was right in the throes of the pandemic. So, Somebody asked me to wear a mask so that somebody else doesn't get sick. Whether you believe it works or not, the CDC, the the uh, WHO scientists and doctors told me it it, it has some effective. So I'm gonna believe. You. Well, 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 well. Let me just ask. Let me just ask you all this one question. Let me ask you this one question, Nikki. Yep. Did you catch the flu? No. Nope. The flu. The flu. Not during, this season. During flu nope. season. Okay, no, I did all right. Not. Adrian, did you catch the flu? During, uh, me too. Did you normally, uh, I mean, did you catch the flu during uh, flu season? Nope. Me neither. I'm sorry. I, I rest my case. Go ahead. I'm done. Mask yeah. work. They work. Mask work. You know, I think what I have they did, such an they issue work. with, I think what I have such a huge issue with on the, um, back to work initiative is just the assumption that people don't want to work because right now people are looking for jobs. Yeah. People are looking for jobs. You have plenty of people. I see every day on our little Pearland little thing and they next door and stuff. And I have a college student who's home from college who's looking for a job. Now we put him to work in our business, but he's looking for a job. So my thing is like, you know, First of all, all these places that claim that they don't have uh, employees and can't find people, you know, th that stops with, from, for the most part, the restaurant industry. That's about the only place I've seen that is really, like, short-staffed, and that's because you don't pay waitresses and waiters a living wage. You make them make their money off of tips. That's mm -hmm. crazy. They should, mm -hmm. have min they should have at least minimum wage you should not they shouldn't be going to work like it's sales and commission and gambling and hoping hoping people will do the right thing that's ridiculous and um i just take issue with that because i think it speaks volumes when people can live better off of unemployment i take issue with the fact that unemployment was granted by the president and then the governor came in and says no 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and I have a problem with that. And um, and I think it sets a dangerous precedent, even though I know it's legal, you know, with the uh, the structure between, you know, federal and state or whatever. But I just take huge issue with it. I think it's a lot of myths floating around. And yeah. I think that it is the governor has a particular industry in the form of business leaders which I don't know how you're going to identify business leaders in a state this large, but business leaders in his ear that are influencing. Uh-huh. There's this letter that was drafted to him about how the restaurant industry was hurting, going under, you know. Um, and, and my thing is that if people don't do nothing else, they're going to eat. Oh, word. They're gonna eat. So if so, so Mr. Landry, if you lose a couple of restaurants, boo, I promise you can start over. Cause we gonna want we gonna want your food again. Well, well, Nikki, I'm gonna just say it. I and I I don't think you guys went through this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, out here, they never stopped going to restaurants. The restaurants were packed in November and have been since, since then, um, about 50 to 60% of people here mask up until about two weeks ago when professor Tex stated that everything was good. Like he's a scientist and, and a health, uh, physician, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go there anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. my thing is, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but my thing is, is that, um, a lot of these people where I'm at uh, in West Texas, they haven't really been paying attention nor really complying. Like I say, it's been about a 60-40 ratio out here. and uh, But the funny thing is they rush to get these vaccines, not all of them, but some of them. You know, uh, a lot of people were, were uh, traveling from Dallas Mm-hmm. come up here and get the vaccine because they could get it up here quicker mm-hmm. than in Dallas. So people were traveling five, six hours uh, to come out to West Texas because most of the people out here just weren't going to do it anyway because they 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 politicize so strongly uh, something that's a health concern. Uh, they pol- they politicize it. They, they take the cue cards uh, from Trump and and wrote it, even though this man went and got the god dog vaccine. Now, just today, an Odessa man out here in West Texas got got his ass arrested for being at that damn uh, insurrection on January sixth. <laughs> just today. That's funny. That's yeah. a second. That's a second. Now I'm gonna tell you right now. West Texas showed up because that's a second See, one Texas that showed that was, up too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Real now, bottom, li- bottom line is, man. Private jet. Private bottom line is, is bottom line is, they're going to sit here and try to lie to our kids years down the road that, you know, we really weren't doing anything. No, bullshit. Y'all killed a cop. Y'all was waving them blue lives matter. Jesus saves lives. And y'all killing cops. Okay? And I say cops because one, you kill physically. The other one, you killed mentally. He committed suicide weeks later. Okay? Ain't nobody talking about that one. 
All right. Yeah, I'm keeping yeah. receipts. All right. Then you got one of your very own uh um uh supporters kill and let her ass walk through a damn window frame. Somebody repeats out, he's got a gun twice. And her her, her ass comes walking through the window anyway. After she heard all that, that's why she's dead. Okay. And it's been said that govern uh, uh that um Vice President Pence was on the other side of that door where that man had that gun. But we have since found out, and I know I am totally sidetracking here, but we since found out that they exactly knew where they were going because they oh, were yeah, shown like a- they were shown where to go. Yep. The day before. So you know, it's a lot that's going on. But anyway, going back to Professor Tex, uh, he's running for office. And you best believe he's doing everything he knows to do that's going to be uh, a, a headliner, uh, you know, for his consti- uh, constituents. So at the yeah. end of the day, yeah, this, this is all it is. It's politics. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's showing me he's not a governor for all of us. No, he's a governor no. for his people. That's he's it. He's not even a governor for his people. Like the people that are putting him in office, these poor people in the in the rural areas and all this. Because if, if you go to big, most big cities in Texas, and we've we've beaten this horse to death, but uh, are blue. You know what I mean? Houston, like 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 for I know Dallas is blue. Yeah, I know Austin is blue. Yeah, like these dudes. San, San Antonio went blue this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I believe Houston is blue, um, yep. Houston proper. So, well, now, 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 let's, let's side note on that gerrymandering. They didn't already screwed that up. They fucking with yeah. Houston. I'm telling yeah, you that right yeah. now. So they, all my so Houston big. folks, man, stand up. I'm telling you right now. They focused on y'all. If you're yeah. a minority, right now, I'm talking to you. If you're a Latina, Indian, black. Right now, I'm telling you, they are trying to control what you do and how you do it and how much you can do it, okay? Down in Houston, that city right now is the key. Dallas, don't slip up. Y'all showed out, and I need you to continue to show out. But Houston, they they are straight up redrawing lines right now. Yes, they are. Yeah. The, their constituency, they're not even doing right by their constituency. Their constituency is just too, I'm trying to find another word besides stupid, but uh, <laughs> their constituency is maybe too, maybe just too not not um, uninformed, let's say. And even, I, But I even don't think it's a, a matter of a lack of information because they're doing it in your face. They're doing they're, it oh, in they're, your face. They're, they're not hiding. For go back to work for less than what you should be making. They're telling you to. They're telling you that you have no control over your body, which some of them people could care less about that one. But they're, they're and they're telling you what you're worth that you're not yeah, yeah. worth that. I think and, that's the message that's most difficult for me to um, take. It's so slave like. It's like you know what, Nikki. You know, they playing in our face. Yeah. What divide three hundred by forty. Somebody, let me find the calculator. If you divide 300 by 40, what is that? 
it right here because it's late. All right, I'm glad you got it because I'm talking. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm glad you got it. I got the phone in my hand. I can't do nothing else. That's up. But that's seven point uh, five. All right, so that's forty hours. If three hundred dollars is forty hours, that's seven dollars and fifty cents. They're telling people you're not worth an addition. You're not worth seven dollars and fifty cents. Go out there and work for. You're not worth an additional seven dollars and fifty cents an hour. Go out there and work for what we tell you to work for. Because you're not worth this money that even though we're in a pandemic, the government granted, you're not worth it. And we're rich. Like we are. It, it, the analogy yes. I always use you're rich. when we're, we're talking about this stuff is I always talk about it from the perspective of when I first started at, I, I won't name the employer because then, you know, that might, but but I am kind of beyond like feeling like I need to hold my tongue on some things because I'm not saying anything that people should, shouldn't know if they're smart. But when I when I worked at this place, I just got a new job. And and um, when I started there and it was just far enough from my house that that it took me about 30, 35 minutes to get to work every morning. And so by about the end of the week, I was filling up again. Right. Mm -hmm. but, you know, I was able to make, you know, four trips there and back and then need to fill up at the end of that fourth trip on Thursday. And and at the time, that's when you guys remember this 08, 09, probably 08, where gas was like four bucks. Gas was a legit four bucks. So every time I was filling up, please don't shoot sue me Chevrolet. I was filling up my Chevy Chevy Malibu. My and I guess my Malibu at the time was maybe like a 06, you know, Chevy Malibu. Um, every time I filled up my Chevy freaking Malibu, um, I had to, um, I was in my tank. I was putting $50 in my tank, right? Damn. And so if you think about that, 50 bucks every time you have to fill up 50 bucks and I'm filling up roughly twice a week. You know, I'm filling up at the beginning of the week. I'm filling up at the end of the week. So I'm spending like 400 bucks a month on gas, right? And, and, and like, which is basically a, a, a high electric bill, you know, on gas. And then, so I remember at some point, gas went down. I was so happy. I remember I was like, oh, golly, man. And if you also remember during this time, <clears throat> like every quarter, when gas was four dollars, right? They would announce that the Exxon, you know, all the Shell, all the companies, they were making record profits. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember they they would tell you every quarter that they're making they're making record profits, which means they were exceeding their goals and setting a record is something that hasn't been done before, right? Like if somebody sets the record, that means they are the pinnacle. They're at the pinnacle of whatever they're doing, right? So they're making a, they're at the pinnacle of what their property is in the past. So, which means that to the average person, the average person should be thinking, oh, well, that means they were profitable before. It's just that they're more profitable now. Like, right. they, they were, it wasn't like they weren't profitable before because everybody needs gas. It'd be like somebody saying, you know, 
like 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 suddenly foods had more stuff in them that made us go to the bathroom more. And toilet paper <laughs> has never not been profitable, right? But Come if on, more then toilet paper is gonna go through the roof. Everybody wiping their ass, hopefully. So it's like <laughs> it's like so. Well, I don't know. I don't know because apparently everybody wasn't washing their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody in poll a lot of people running around with pink eye, but it's like so. So my thing is, then I remember <laughs> when I was when I found my cheap gas, and I remember one day I went and gas was so cheap, and I I filled up. It take after that big high, it had dropped. And these gas companies have started laying people off. Now, it hadn't dropped so far that it was like, it was like, I think I filled up and it was like $1.74 in one place, right? And I was crunk. And so I filled up my car and it, it cost 17 bucks to fill my car up. And I was like, yes, this feels so good to have normal gas prices. And I remember I, I posted something about it and friends were like, well, Adrian, you know, the oil industry's hurting. We know people who are in it. I'm like, they're not hurting. They're laying people off so they can keep those same bonuses mm-hmm. that the big mm-hmm. people it's, It has nothing to do with hurting. They're not hurting. The people who they're laying off are hurting and who they're laying off to make a show of it because when you watch these things, it's really they're just making a show of how, look, we can't make it if we don't charge this much and we're not doing this thing. They have to make a show of it. But the smart person would look and say, well, no, because you were profitable before at these prices. Because no one said you didn't make a profit these other years. They said that you weren't as profitable as you were these years where you were setting records for profits because you were got gutting us on gas, right? And uh-huh. so it's just so wild to me that somebody can't analyze that situation and say, well, there's never been a time when these people have not been profitable, you know, uh gas it, i had a friend who used to joke that when he, he you know he was going to open up a company that made clothes hangers and toilet paper because everybody needed those things right he's going to be a million <laughs> clothes hangers and toilet paper company was going to be profitable every year and that's the same thing with gas people got to go to work if you don't if you don't have your own car somebody got to fill up those buses you know what i mean somebody got to fill up taxis somebody got to fill up their somebody's fill up their uber you know so and, and you think about all the things that are made with petroleum. These companies are not struggling, but they just uh-uh. know. They know. And I'm not. And I won't even say I'm a socialist. Right. I don't believe anybody should be extremely poor in the richest country in the world. I don't believe that. I don't. I do believe that if you work hard and you you get to a certain level, you should be able to to enjoy some things in your life. Thank you for listening to the TSFP, the Strange Fruit Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share the podcast with others. You know our motto, each one reach one to teach one. Also, do us a solid. Sound off on our Facebook and Twitter page, the Strange Fruit Podcast.